Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I want you to turn to Luke 21 and verse number 10 and 11. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall, shall there be from heaven. Now, anybody know what that description is of? The end times. And he's talking about there, there's going to be war, there's going to be famine, there's going to be earthquakes. We know that there is, uh, in the 20th century, there was such a great increase of earthquakes and it carries on into this century too. And, and, and before that time, of course, there were earthquakes, but not anything like that started happening in the 20th century. You know what that says? It's getting closer and closer and closer. Okay, now let's keep reading. All these things are signs of the end times. Now, if we just looked at that and we saw, you know, there are all these famines, earthquakes, wars, kingdom against kingdom, you know, this religion against that religion and all that, you know what happens? We get fretful. We start worrying. We're afraid. But now let's go on. Verse number 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Principalities, uh, the principalities and powers of darkness are going to be shaken in the last days. There's no doubt about that. And he goes on to say, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Now I want you to look at that. He's telling us that all of these things, the wars, the earthquakes, the famine, all these things are going to be going on. And then he says in the middle of that, there's going to be distress of nations. That means anguish and trouble are going to be going on all around us. So how do we as God's people in the middle of the end times with those kinds of things going on, How do we deal with it? My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. I give you a peace that will sustain you in the middle of these things. And then he goes on to say, with perplexity, there's going to be distress of nations with perplexity, which means there's no way out and there's no answers. Now we're going to be, we are living in those times now and it's going to increase and we're going to be right in the middle of it. But he said, don't you get caught up in it. Let not your heart be troubled. When you look at those things, John tells us that and it's, and it's, you know, explaining similar circumstances. And he said, in the middle of the distress and the perplexity, you are different. You are my children and you let my peace rest upon you. You let my peace operate through you and don't allow your heart to be troubled. And so that's what, that's what he's telling us. 
All these things are going to be happening. Then verse number 26, men's hearts failing them for fear. Men's hearts failing them. You know what that sounds like? Heart attack. Men's hearts failing them. The heart stops because of fear, because they look around and because they're seeing all the things that are going on and they know there's no answer and there's no way out within themselves. But you see, God says, lift up your head and look because your redemption draws nigh. And that's what we're to look forward to, the redemption. Amen? Look forward to what God has said. Now, Matthew 24, 6, and I'm not going to turn you there. Again, it's, it's describing similar uh, circumstances and events that are going on. And he says, see that you are not troubled. Okay, now who has to see to it that you're not troubled? I do and you do. Because if you look at it at face value, you'll be troubled. But he said, see to it that you are not troubled in the middle of all this stuff that is going on in the earth. I tell you, sometimes when I, I don't like to watch the evening news, and if I have anything to say about it at my house at 6.30, I watch local and then it's off. You know why? Because I don't like, I mean, why don't they just say the bad news hour? Because they don't tell you, it's not news of what's happening around the world, it's bad news. Because there's a lot of good things that are happening. But they want you to see the bad news, the hearts, you know, failing for fear and the earthquakes and the famines and all that stuff. We know it's there, that's for sure. But in the middle of that, God's got a light shining in this world too. But, you know, they're not interested in that. See to it that you are not troubled. You know what that word troubled means? See to it that you're not agitated. See to it that you don't have an inward commotion going on inside of you. And it also has to do with calmness of mind, taking away your calmness of mind. When you're troubled, you're not calm in your mind. There's an internal struggle. There's commotion, a war going on inside you. And he said, see to it that you are not troubled. Amen. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives or offers you, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. What's he saying there? Let not your heart be troubled. Don't allow your heart to be troubled. So then that means that we have something to do with that. Isn't that right? See what, you know what we many times as uh, you know, human beings, what we want to do is we want to say, well, it's all up to God. But he said, don't you let your heart be troubled. You have control over that inward commotion. Uh, when your calmness is of mind is being affected, you have a control over that. Let not this agitation be there or remain there. Amen? All right. Let not or don't allow your heart to be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, fear is huge in the life of a human being. There's so many things to cause and produce fear in our life. But he said, don't be afraid. Trust God. Now those seem like small words, but my, how hard they are 
to walk that out. Don't be afraid. Well, that's easy for you to say. I didn't say it. God said it. And there's been plenty of times when I've been so afraid I'd be shaking in my boots. But he said, do not allow yourself to be troubled, agitated, your calmness taken, and, and, and be troubled in that way. Don't allow it to happen. Let my peace be there to help you. And so I choose peace, don't you? So you know what I like to say? The presence of peace will drive out fear. The presence of peace will drive out fear. Make it leave. You can't have fear and peace at the same time. Now I can tell you this, you can have peace in your heart and maybe that fear trying to be in your thoughts and your mind, but you can still walk in the Spirit and not fulfill what your flesh is trying to get you to walk out. We've been, we've been learning about that, amen? So we don't give permission for this troubling to take place. We don't permit it. We don't give permission there. I'm going to tell you, the Lord's not going to automatically come and, and establish peace in your life, in my life. He's not going to do that. He's given us the principles of the Scripture, and He said, don't allow the fear and the agitation, the troubling, to be in your heart. So He's not going to rain down peace from heaven. That peace is in you. The Spirit of God is in you. And it produces a fruit called peace if you will cultivate it, foster that in your life. Be aware that it's possible and that you don't have to live a disturbed life all the time. That means so much to me. It really does. So we don't have to wait on God to bring peace, but we take the initiative. Can you say amen? amen. So peace then is to prevent your heart from being troubled. Peace will prevent your heart from being troubled. Allow that peace to come in. Amen? Now, listen to this in Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. See, that, that's a confession. Lord, you will keep my mind in peace because it is stayed or established or on a firm foundation in you. My mind is stayed upon you, not stayed upon the famines and the earthquakes and the trouble and the distress and the perplexity, but my mind is stayed upon you. See, God said all these things are going to happen. Darkness is going to be in the world and gross darkness upon the people. So we know that's going to be here, but he said in the middle of that, don't be disturbed and keep your peace. <clears throat> and those words are spoken for us. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So what we have to do, we have to get our minds focused and centered and our thoughts upon God and not upon our circumstances and not all the things that are going on around us, but on Him. Amen? 
Now I'm going to tell you something. You get your thoughts upon God, and how do you get your thoughts upon God? Just thinking about the Heavenly Father, how good He is, how wonderful He is. Yes, you can do that, but it, you have to take it a step further. Your thoughts have to be established upon the Word of God. See, Romans tells us, be updated in your thinking. Our thinking would be, I'm afraid. Normal human thinking would be, all this stuff is going on the earth, I'm afraid. That's normal human thinking. But when our minds are stayed upon God and His Word, we begin to be established in what He tells us. And that is that we can have the peace in the middle of all these troubling things that are going on in the end, related to the end times that we're in right now. And you see, many times we don't associate what's going on in our life related to the end times. But I can tell you this, and I really believe this, I believe that there's a step up in the demonic realm in activity to try to wear out God's people. And you know, Daniel said that. He said, in the last days, they will try to wear those demon forces will try to wear out the saints of God. And so it's all around us. But you see, if our mind is stayed upon Him, He can keep us in perfect peace. My goodness, I don't know how He can do that, but He said He would, and I believe He will. I believe He does, don't you? Romans 8, 6 says, The mind of the flesh is death, but the mind of the Spirit is life and peace. I want to live by the Spirit. I want the mind of the Spirit, don't you? Because the mind of the Spirit will bring you life and peace. So we can deliberately choose to fill our minds with the spiritual things, or we can, you know, choose otherwise. But if you're going to fill your mind with spiritual things, I want us to talk just a minute. What What is something that you can do to fill your mind with spiritual things and walk in the Spirit? Can anybody think of something? Well, I'm not hearing you. Music, okay, good godly worship music. Yeah, you could do that. Study, that would be a way. The people you, you associate with. The habits that you have. And what are those habits? Bible reading habits, prayer habits, praise habits, coming to church habits. Wouldn't you think that those things would be the habit that you need to have, habits that you need to have? So we can fill our minds with spiritual things. Uh, through books that we read. Or you can fill, you know, your mind with things that, you know, uh, read things that cause the fear to be there, that cause you to disbelieve what the Scripture says, associate with people who don't love the Lord or they're half-hearted in their relationship with God. That doesn't mean that you treat people wrongly if you're... But I'm talking about association in that you buddy with, that you do things with, and those kinds of things. We can be kind and friendly to everybody, but you you don't want those kind of people to come, you know, be pulled in and you become close with them because those associations can drive your peace away instead of bringing your peace to you. 
And we have to learn those things. If you live life, you learn that, don't you? You know, people are, you know, they might be, you know, precious people in the sight of the Lord, but if they're not sincere about living for God and you are, you can see your peace go. Amen? Did you know also a good habit uh, that keeps your mind stayed on the Lord is working in the house of God? It'll help you. It really will. Staying plugged up. Staying connected. Belonging. That's important. Amen? Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.